Hello, my friend. Today's podcast episode is a bit of a follow-up episode to episode number 166 about friendships. I got so much feedback and insight and questions from you guys about that episode and what you struggle with in friendships because as moms, as women, as we get older, no matter what season of life a lot of you are in, we had a lot of the same struggles like finding the time, letting go, how to know when to let go. And so on today's episode, I give a rundown of how to quickly come to the conclusion if a friendship is serving you right now or if you should continue to nourish that friendship or let it go. And then we're going to roll in and talk about and just riff on the things that you reached out to me when you said you struggled with these things in friendship. So let's hop into today's episode. Welcome to Feminine Fitness, a podcast for women that want to make simple shifts in their fitness and nutrition that make a big difference. I'm your host, Joelle, and I've been a health and fitness coach for over a decade. I teach women how to look and feel vibrant every day with workouts, food, and mindset changes that support feminine hormone cycles. Each episode, I will give simple tips that are easy to implement that align your goals with cycle syncing. If you feel like achieving your health and fitness goals is always a fight against your body, I want to help you stop the struggle and work with your body. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to today's episode. Let's hop right into it in talking about friendships and determining if a friendship is still serving you, if it's a friendship you still want to nourish and nurture, or if it's really one that needs to be let go of or just send love and well wishes to, but you both kind of separate and be on your own paths. And as I talked about in episode 166, this is so normal. As women, we feel like we need to have these like click, core, bestie, friend group. Like I literally think of mean girls when I have this Im- image in my mind and it's really not truth. Like different friendships nourish different parts of our hearts and we relate to different people in different ways. Like I have some friendships where we really do talk a lot about business and I have other friendships where I don't go into that type of conversation because it's not relevant to their lives or I don't need to have a friend that is a business owner as well, right? Like having diverse groups of friendships is what episode 166 is all about. So if you haven't listened to it yet, please go listen to that episode. But how do you determine if a friendship is serving you or if it's time to let it go? These are a couple questions that I would reflect on is, do you still enjoy doing the things that you once did or talking about the things that you once did with that person? Are your common interests or values still the same? The next thing I would reflect on is, do you feel refreshed and restored after being around that person? Does their energy and heart feel a certain way to you? Do you feel drained and depleted or yucky after being around that person? I really do think that energy exudes more than what words 
can dictate and describe. And so how do you feel when you've been around that person? How do you feel after you've been around that person? And that would be a big thing that I personally would reflect on. And obviously I would give each and every individual circumstance, different thoughts, different moments and seasons of grace, obviously in that moment. But those would be the things that I would reflect on. So in episode 166 on friendships, I got the most feedback from you guys about this episode, but it was also one of my lower downloaded episodes. And I was like, hmm, should I really do another podcast episode on friendships if it wasn't that popular? But I was like, no, I need those of you who are here, I'm here to serve you. And so a lot of these conversations, these struggles that we have, a lot of them are the same. So these are coming straight from you guys. And I have six different things that make friendships challenging. And I am just going to give you my insight and my insight is my own and take it or leave it. But, and I'm not saying I have like the perfect friendship or I'm the perfect friends or anything like friend or anything like that. I'm just saying these are all very cohesive things. And some of you said it in a different way, but really mean the same thing. So I'm really kind of touching on a lot of different ones, but I kind of categorized it down to six different struggles when it comes to friendships. And the first being, this is for the moms, the first being finding time to talk with your friends and converse with your friends without kids around. And let me just be honest. Sometimes playdates for me are the hardest things and they are so exhausting and I don't feel like you can get to deep, true, quality, genuine friendships when your kids are around. Or it's really hard to because kids have their own interactions. Kids are fighting over toys and there's a lot of noise and one kid's running one way and the other kid's running the other way. It's really just hard to have deep and meaningful, nourishing, connecting conversations and relationships when kids are always with you. Like it's just the truth. And yes, it's really great to expose our kids to social settings and different situations and learning environments, but I never really see those moments like play dates or getting together with friends and their kids or when um, my kids are playing with neighborhood kids. I'm never really viewing that as nourishing friend time for me. It's really being in the midst of motherhood and teaching and training up my kids and they're the focus, right? Like I I cannot zone out. I am kind of a helicopter mom. I cannot zone out during play dates in that way. You know, I even remember I was meeting up with a gal locally here. We are really just kind of always bumping into each other and she has a daughter and whatnot. And I drove down to another town where a mom's group was meeting up for a play date and it was a group of gals all amazing amazing ladies but because we were at this uh children's museum type of place all of us were scattered following our kids our kids weren't playing together they like one was going this way one was going that way one was going this way one was going that way and i was left and i'm like i am so tired from that i am so tired from that and it was great to you know have a little bit of adult conversation with them 
But at the end of the day, that wasn't for me. It was for my kids. And so it is really hard to find time to spend with friends when kids are not around because, you know, as especially as working moms and a husband who works out of the house, when we are home on the weekends, I love being with our family of four. And so it's it's even hard sometimes to accept invitations to be around friends when it's like we have a very limited time where it's the the foundational four of us in our home and I truly do cherish that time and I don't necessarily always want to feel that's just a personal thing of mine where I'm like no I, I want it to be just us four at home not really any agenda not really forcing we could go to something as a family we could stay in and having it be flexible and that even does make it hard to be alone with friends But being honest, in some ways that this has worked for me in the season of life that I've lived through thus far is sometimes good old phone conversations. I have one friend that I absolutely love connecting with, especially when I'm driving. So if I'm driving to get groceries, if I'm driving to pick up my kids from daycare like I remember and my mom still does have conversations with my aunt with her friends like picking up the phone and having conversations no that is not normal for this day and age and oftentimes we can have excuses of inconvenience or not working out or whatever 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 but when you pick up the phone and you do have that like message in your ear, that friend talking to you, it does give life. So I challenge you this week, make a phone call to somebody, make a phone call to somebody that is important to you and see if it does nourish your friendships. Now, another thing is, is sometimes we really have to get gritty and schedule this in. I'm recording this at the time where I'm coming off of a weekend with a couple girlfriends from uh, a dreamer summit. I'll talk more about that in upcoming podcast episodes. I believe it will be in Thursday's episode and a week from today's episode. I'm going to be talking more about the Dreamers Summit and what kind of came through and what that was like, but it was not convenient for me to schedule that type of a weekend without my kids. It was hard for me to even bring up to my husband, hey, this is going on and I kind of want to be gone Friday through Sunday morning. And it was really awkward and there are still times where I feel really bad for asking for time to be away from my kids. And then my husband was traveling out of town for work that Friday and wasn't really sure on the timing of being home, but I was wanting, I was getting antsy. I was getting straight up antsy to get going. So I asked my dad to watch my kids for a little bit until my husband was able to come and get them. And that added a layer of complexity to my to-do list. It added at least four things onto my to-do list for me to take care of with the kids to get them to my parents's and it was complicated it was complicated it took energy it took effort it took some organization and planning but when i was gone and when i had a saturday morning without kids waking me up at 5 a.m and i had plenty of girl time I was with some friends. We were doing the Dreamer Summit, which is very, very exciting and nourishing and soul refreshing. 
it felt so good. And I was like, it was 100% worth it. So making the time to do, to have space with friends, it feels uncomfortable to ask your significant other or people to watch your kids for you. It takes more energy and effort. You may have some emotion along with it, but it is so worth it and so necessary. And depending on what stage and age your kids are at or season of life you're in, it may get it may, it may be pretty easy to be like, I'm going to go do this and the kids are not coming with me. And then it may you may have seasons where it's a lot more challenging to make time for that. And I mean, some of that would be when you are with, you know, your kids are in a lot of activities. I could see that being another challenging time for when your schedule is super jam-packed with activities like that. The second one that came up over and over again was feeling intense guilt over leaving or letting go of certain friendships. And I just want to give you grace in knowing that you have evolved and changed. Your friends have evolved and changed. You will evolve and change over time again and again and again, and that's okay. And I think the best thing to do when, let's say, you went back to those questions of, is this friendship serving you? And if the answer was no, one of the best things you can do to kind of release that guilt, that feeling bad over a friendship is send them love and well wishes. So just within your heart, send them love and well wish well wishes within your heart and send it their way. And, you know, say to yourself or bring it to prayer and say, I really love this person. We're just not the same. We're going down different paths. That's okay. But I am still rooting for her. I am still sending her love. I still hope amazing and great things happen in her life. Do you guys hear my dog whining? Oh my gosh. He's going to drive me bananas. Pause the episode. Okay, well, we're back and that was real life. But sending well wishes to that person can help let go that feeling of guilt and leveraging it to it's not about they're bad, you're good and ending something. You can still send love and well wishes and know that it's okay that your friendship isn't what it used to be, right? Third thing is finding the time. This kind of goes along with number one. Planning ahead, even if it's way in, way in advance, knowing that it's there, you'll work your schedule around it. We often live week to week. And when we are like, oh, you know, we've got this busy week coming up. And then if an opportunity to meet up with a friend or do something with a friend comes up, we're like, oh, well, things are already jam packed. Well, duh. <laughs> like, well, duh, it is because you're operating in that way. For me, when I was at the Dreamer Summit, which you'll hear more about on the upcoming episodes, we did an activity called the Fundamental Needs. Shout out to my friend Chelsea Joe from Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe. She's amazing. I discovered one of my fundamental needs is meeting up with people in person. That is one of my fundamental needs for this season. And I started with it being once a month, but once a week, I need to get myself out of the house and do something and allowing it to kind of look different every single time. So Now, when I am doing my weekly planning with my time blocking system that I learned from Chelsea Joe, I am putting in my fundamental needs. I am putting it in my calendar. It goes in my calendar because it is something I know that is going to be nourishing to my heart. 
right? And so maybe maybe it's not once a week, maybe it's once a month where you're like, we are absolutely doing this no matter what, once a month and get it on the calendar. And if you're waiting for your friend to do this, if you're like, oh, I wish so-and-so would reach out to me so we can make this happen, you be the planner. You be the one that's like, okay, once a month, Saturday morning, we are gonna go do this, do that, and we're gonna spend quality time together. Maybe you do this on a Saturday morning from 5 a.m. and you do something unconventional. You go and you do workup class from, you meet up at 5, 530, 6.30 is your workout class. You guys go grab coffee and get on with the rest of your Saturday. Maybe it is something like that on a weekday. Who knows? You set it up with your friend once a month, get it on your calendar, plan ahead of time first. If this friendship is important to you and if it's and if it's a friendship that needs this type of support where it's like in person, not every single one of my friendships would need this. Not every single one of my friendships would um, need this for a thriving relationship. But if this is something you want, then you make the plan happen. You know, I talked about that in episode 166. Your expectations of what you think other people should do is going to suffocate a friendship every single time. Oh, I wish she would message me more. Oh, I wish she would invite me to that kind of thing. Oh, I wish she would do that. It is going to suffocate every single relationship that you ever have because you're unrealistically placing expectations that you have in your mind that you haven't spoken out loud to with that friend. And sometimes you can approach this in a complimentary way. Like if there's somebody you have on your mind where I like you, you give them compliments, be like, I truly do feel like you have the best energy. I love your positive mindset. I give give that friend compliments and then follow it with the invitation. You know, don't have it be the invitation of like, oh, we should meet up sometime. I, When I start to say that sentence, I literally bite my tongue. I literally bite my tongue. But if you say, let's meet up for workout and coffee a month from now, Saturday, like go, go, you be the one to follow through and plan that out and see how it goes, right? Yes, sometimes that can be hard and exhausting, but what's the outcome? You find a friend that is into that and also wants that in a friendship and a relationship and won't that be worth it at the end of the day? I think so. So the fourth one is being in a season where most of your friends don't have kids or slash they're just in a different season of life, whether you know you have a newborn and all your friends have older kids or if your friends don't have kids. And I, what I want to say to that is if you answered those questions with, is this friendship serving you? And the answers were yes. Like, do you enjoy enjoy doing the things you once did or talking about the things you once did with that person nurture that friendship as best as you can because remember you are more than your children's mom and something I did when I became a mom was I didn't nurture those those types of friendships that were in different seasons of mine. And I really wish I would have. I really wish I would have catered to it. I really wish I would have allowed myself to be more than a mom because I think any new mom with littles is just so consumed in all of the things down to diapers, what kind of diaper cream to use. Okay, now we have to start trying to get 
baby to sleep through the night and then now potty training and all of that stuff. But we need to remember that type of season where another human is dependent on us will pass. And those friendships can still be there to support. And I do hope that your friends that don't have kids kind of understand why your friendship and why you are a little bit different now that you're a mom. But just continue to reiterate, like, I know right now in this season of life, it's hard for me to X, Y, Z, like for me, especially with work. So I'm going to kind of make this a practical sense. Before kids, I traveled a lot. In the year 2000, either 15 or 14, I traveled at pretty much every month that year. And since becoming a mom, leaving my kids, uh uh-uh, it's like, it's not something I even really want to do. I don't really want to travel far, far, far away from them. And it's also entirely more complex because of my husband's career, his traveling, um, the trust level that I have with certain people around my children. And it's just, it's just not a thing. And so, yeah, it's been hard on some friendships that I, I don't make the effort to go to those types of places, but I know that they still love me and someday yeah will it be easier for me to hop on a plane and go see them yeah I hope so I truly hope so it's just in this season right now and a lot of them are are moms so they do kind of get it they're like they're probably still in the aspect of me where they're like I wish I would have still did the traveling and whatnot when my kids were little and just been okay with like they'll be fine even when you're gone but like I'm, I'm baby steps baby steps I'm a work in progress right The fifth thing is, okay, so before I move on to the fifth thing, going back to the fourth is I would still encourage you to be be in relationship with those friends because as moms, we can get into those like the deep dive of motherhood of like how to get your kids sleeping through the night and how do you start weaning, like baby led weaning, are purees terrible for your kids, blah, 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 all those little things. But just remember you are, you're, you're you and you're going to get through that season and there's going to be a core value of like getting you back to you and you're not going to have these little little beings dependent on you and so having those types of friendships when they're solid friendships will will be so good cuz you know if you just get through that season and you're like oh we just became fr- we became distant because I was a mom now you may get to like 5 down- years down the road and be like oh I miss I miss her. I miss that friendship and I miss what we had. So just just knowing it's going to be harder to put effort forward and getting clear in communication. I know a lot of times even with friends who don't have kids, they don't understand like how come you can't just leave baby at home with with your spouse like he does it all the time and sometimes there's just more elements to it than that maybe it's mental health maybe it's uh, it's other things that do interfere with that and they just won't understand why it's just not so easy for you to get away from your kids but that's okay because this season will pass just continue to try to um, support that friendship and be excited about what they're doing sometimes I don't know about you sometimes I really just love hearing from people who don't have kids yet and what their lives are like and I'm just like wow that is really cool it is really really amazing and be happy for them right so tip number five this is a big one people are quick to judge in the way you choose to parent 
if it's different from them, okay? So really, it's just about conflict in differences, right? When we boil down to that is just conflict in differences or judgment in differences. And I want to ask the question of, does it really bother you that they parent different than you do? Or does it bother them? I really want to ask you that. Because what I mean by does it really bother you is, are you thinking that they are feeling this way and judging this way about the way you do things? I will tell you, my best friend, you guys know know and have heard her, Lauren Ricks, we parent very different. Everybody parents very differently. No household is exactly the same. Even somebody who's like, I'm a gentle parent, like I follow gentle parenting. They still do things different in some way than other gentle parenting types of people. You know, no judgment on gentle parenting, right? I'm just not going to put labels on my parenting. That's what I'm about. I'm a parent and sometimes I'm more patient than others. Sometimes I'm more gentle than others. And I'm not going to put the stamp of like, be a gentle parent and then fall to that expectation because I am a human and I'm an emotional being and I'm not always perfect. Any whoozle, back to the topic. <laughs> In no, There's no household that parents exactly the same. And their judgment has nothing to do with you. Insecure people judge others. Let me say that again. Insecure people judge others. So their judgment has nothing to do with you and it's all on them. If you can let that go and understand it's okay that you parent different and I parent different, you can still have a really great friendship. You can also see their strengths. There are many times where when Lauren and I were around each other a lot with the kids, I saw she did things very different from me. I did things very different from her, but I can see her strengths. And also me being like, oh, I like that's so good that you do that and that works for you, but I'm not going to do that doesn't mean I'm placing judgment onto her. It just gave me more clarity. Does that make sense? What I just am trying to get down to is it is okay to do things different. This is 100% okay to do things different. But now that I think about it, there are a lot of things me and my bestie have done different. She nursed. I formula fed. I was all about the epidural and still proclaim that Bryce's epidural was the best thing that happened to me. And she is all about natural birth, trusting your body, like feeling it through. And we see things so different. And I think how it works for us is we do point out the strength uh, that each other has, and we also support. We support regardless of if it's different than what we want for ourselves, if that makes sense. But I will reiterate that and say, if you are getting judged by what you're doing and it's nasty and tears you down and makes you not feel good, I would personally distance from that person. You know, there's a difference between doing things different and being like, that's that's okay. That is okay. You do things different. I do things different. Everybody does things different. Like every everybody could read the same book and still take the different nuggets from it and apply it and do things differently because we're all different. But if it's coming down to 
them them being nasty to you or tearing you down or embarrassing you or making you feel less than, I'd personally distance. And the last thing is from a handful of you that were like, I've never really had a deep friendship or I crave that. I've never really had long-lasting friendship. It always seems like something or someone always gets in the way. And if that's you, I would encourage you to do this activity. I would ask you to journal this and I would have you on the left-hand side of the paper write down the names of all the friendships you've had. Write down write down the names of the people you can think of. Maybe not all of them. You could stop at like five if that feels overwhelming. Just brain dump, list of friends. And then on the right-hand side, I would encourage you to be like, okay, if something or someone always seems to be getting in the way, write it out. Kind of look at, okay, with her, what happened? With her, what happened? With her, what happened? And maybe by looking at this, I would reflect on it a little bit. I would reflect on it a little bit and be like, what specifically was it that got in the way? And while we can't control what other people do or how other people see things, we can observe what was my part in this? What could, what's the, what's the dominant factor of which it's something I can choose or see or reflect or change? Because not every friendship is meant to go deep or be long-lasting. Like I talked about in episode 166, there's there are a few and there's just a few times where I can really think about, you know, the changing of friendships. The changing of friendships happen after I left a job after I stopped going to certain bars. When I really stopped drinking, a lot of friendships changed. But when I look at that, I'm like, well, I, I still don't really have heavy drinking in common. Like I, I don't do that type of stuff. I don't work at that job anymore, nor is it like convenient for me to go there. Their lives are busy and different. Like I could have have one of two thoughts go. I could look at it and reflect and be like, oh, yes, there's some things that I notice within me that I can control in this, but also is this just life? And you're starting to wear the weight of what you think friendship needs to be and setting an unrealistic outlook. So that would head you back to 166. But what I want to end this on and roundabout is just a reminder of what the theme of in episode 166 was it goes back to one friend cannot be your everything like having different robust diverse friendships is very important and you guys even lauren ricks and i we have friends outside of each other right I talk about Lornix, my my BFF, my bestie, my soul sister. We still have friendships that we talk to. She has a group of high school friends. She has a group of local friends that she's hanging out with in Utah and talking with. And other friendships, you know, she has a sister she's super, super close with. I don't feel like I'm competing against her sister or her friends in Utah or her high school friends, right? I don't feel like I need to intertwine with any of those groups of friendships. And I, and I do believe she feels that same way about, you know, when I'm meeting up with 
friendships and developing new friendships and all of that. Like I said, I've been one in the last five years that have hasn't been a good friend and has let go of a lot of friendships. And it has been like if I made that list, a lot of it was like, Joelle, you probably had a hand in that. You probably had a hand in that. Like, let me be real, right? But at the end of the day, one friend isn't going to be fulfilling your every need when it comes to community. Because in a faith standpoint, no one person can fulfill us. That comes from our Savior. No one person can show up for us in the way that Jesus can and that your faith can and that God can. No one can really fulfill that spot in your heart other than the Lord. And that is truth 100% when I was going on different journeys looking and searching for answers and fulfillment and and questions and and all of this I was on this whirlwind like I'm imagining a tornado this tornado of like I don't know what I'm doing I don't know what's going on but as soon as I reconnected to my faith soon as I laid it all down to the Lord answers and peace and hope And the things that I was asking for, like fulfilling friendships, came through, right? More on that type of stuff to come in the next podcast episodes. And I hope you guys have an absolutely amazing day. Thank you for the response on the episode 166, the previous episode on friendships. I truly do appreciate it when you guys give this episode a rating, when you share it. Oh, when you share it, that means so much to me and that helps out the podcast so, so, so much. And I hope this was helpful to you. I want to just give you some quick reminders of the ways that you can work with me right now. The free options. Let's start with that first. You've got this podcast. I have two episodes uploaded every week. I also have a free Facebook community for cycle syncing weight loss for women. I'll leave the link for that in the show notes. And I also have a free cycle syncing web class. So in that web class, you get my cycle syncing cheat sheet PDF that really simplifies and breaks everything down for you. And if you enroll in that free class, you also get a little surprise at the end. So check that out. My self-paced course, Feminine Fitness Foundation, is always available for you to enroll in. And then at this moment, I do have the application open for one-on-one client work. So if you really do want to have a personalized approach, not just in your health and fitness, but in every area of your life from from motherhood to productivity to energy, health and fitness, just that well-rounded, wholesome wellness that us as women can thrive on when we understand our hormones, apply for working with me one-on-one. I only have a limited number of people that I am taking. That's why it is on application-based, but you can fill out that application. I will be in touch. We'll start working together in January, and I'm super pumped for it. So thank you again so much for listening, and I hope you have a great day.